Welcome back to another episode of the From the Pub podcast. As usual, it's Ethan Williams here with uh, Charlie Hamilton alongside me. Uh, it's been another busy week since we last uh, had the chance to speak. Lots going on. And uh, Charlie, from there, mate, where would you where would you like to start us off? Um, well, firstly, I'd like to start you off with a. It's been, it's been two weeks actually. <laughs> well, after the uh, after the, the kerfuffles, you know, from last week. But well, uh, well you know. <laughs> Well, all that matters is the lads are back, and we're yeah. back stronger than ever. And that's that's that's. For... Uh, I'm pretty sure Verstappen's won a couple of times since I saw you last. Uh, yeah, I think there have been a couple sure. of races, so yeah, he probably has. Uh, anyway, mate, where I'd like to start you off is uh, <laughs> uh, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. Mm. What what about what about for the ages? Mm. You know what what an yeah. absolute nail biter. Yeah, it was uh, it was an actual fight. It was interesting. I can't, I can't, I can't believe how they made Engarni look quite so good. Yeah, <laughs> and Fury quite so abysmal. It's a bit strange. Oh. It was a bit Mate. uncomfortable watching it, honestly. That's, Mate, uh... it's an embarrassment. It is an absolute embarrassment. Don't, don't you think? It's like everything about that. How they could, they couldn't possibly let Tyson Fury lose that, and it just shows how absolutely corrupt the world of boxing is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. John Fury's up there. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Mike Tyson. Well, do you see him take his shirt man. off? You see him take his shirt off at the presser during, like they're they're doing the face to face bit, and he takes his shirt off and tries to get involved, and you're just sort of sitting there like, mate, you're not a part of this. <laughs> Fuck off. And uh, <laughs> eventually, some security blokes pulled him back. But no, I mean, it is the, the sort of problem we've touched on this a lot before, but. Basically, everybody needed Tyson Fury to win this fight so that they could then have the fight with Usyk in, you know, probably six months or so. Um, you know, a world unification bout. Um, if Nganu had won that fight, it would have put a major spanner in the works. Um, <laughs> and I think you could probably make the argument that you might have won the fight. <laughs> Mate... Talk about spanners in the works. I reckon this is an absolute humongous spanner. <laughs> Sounds like a good new segment coming up here, mate. Yeah, it's a new spanner in the works. Mate. Well, a spanner in the works. <laughs> Should probably rename the podcast, mate. Just spanner oh. in the works. But, <laughs> mate, I, I mean, can you imagine if someone who's never done proper boxing? I mean, obviously, MMA is pretty close, but he'd, he'd never actually got in the boxing ring before. Hmm. And he's just taken on and arguably beaten the heavyweight champion of the world. So, yeah, I mean, boxing's a great sport at the minute. Uh, we're all invested. Yeah. yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see as well what Nganu decides to do from here because you would have thought off the back of that he would have the opportunity to to go and, and, and get at least another pretty pretty massive mm. boxing match. And yeah. I do think, I said, I think Fury now will... I mean, just making a prediction here, I should imagine he will move on from this this victory, uh, if you can call it that, and then he'll organise that fight with Usyk, win that fight, and then retire. I should imagine mm. that's what he'll do. I don't think he's going to be seeing any more Francis. No. I don't think he's <laughs> no. risk-taking no. that fight again. I think he'll do... I think I said that. I mean, I know he's retired once or twice before, but um, I, I think that's where he's probably going to try and... Uh, try and take his career from now. Um, but for Nganu, even though he's technically 0-1 as a boxer, 
or or you know in 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 um heavyweight title fights at least you you look at that and go well who who would want that fight right now and hard pressed to come up with anyone really wouldn't you yeah, I, I think I may. I I don't think in Garnet. I mean, maybe he's got the. Maybe he might want to come into the boxing world, but I think I I think that's nothing more than an exhibition. Maybe if he's smart, he, he could earn absolutely. Like this is where the money is. Let's be honest. He could. There's earn a so lot more money. money there's a lot there. more money in heavyweight boxing still, despite no. the shambles yeah. of it. There's a lot more money. I don't think I don't think there's any boxers at the minute who want to fight Angani. <laughs> it's, no, it, it's, it's a lose lose situation. And this is where it's interesting with 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 mandatory challenges, where uh, from a resume perspective, his his um, record wouldn't warrant him being made a mandatory challenger by any means. But it would be interesting to see, given he just went toe to toe with with Fury, um, whether whether somebody would would pop up for that fight. Mm. And certainly, then if if um, you're in a situation where somebody has all the belts come March or April, maybe. Uh, in the spring, whether whether he's stepping back in as the the bloke who 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 wants to go and pick him off. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, Tyson Fury, like, do you see his face after the fight? Hmm. Absolutely ruined. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, it's just it's just absolutely baffling. And the the only possible excuse is that he didn't train properly for he a bloke who had the ability to knock his head off. He didn't look quite as quite as sharp as he did against Wilder right. know, a couple of years right. on but he didn't yeah, both physically it... and as as he moved and sort of boxed so it'll be interesting mm. to see what happens there um, <clears throat> different trainer remember um, yeah mate I, I'm, I'm worried I, I'm worried for his fight against Usyk I don't think it'll be a fairy tale ending I think I, I think he, he looks old you, you, obviously you can't take an exhibition really as 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 uh, you know, you, you can't really take that as proof, but he, he really didn't look good, mate. <laughs> he looked uh, terrible. Usyk's small, though, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think I don't think size is a massive a, a massive uh, thing here. I think I think it, if anything, it works as a slight advantage to be uh, able to, to be able to be a, a fast him, mover. He's, he, he's six foot three is a lot of size to mm. give up. Yeah, no, I understand. No. So but I, I think I think Usyk has shown that he doesn't, you know, he can beat tall boxers. Anthony Joshua is not 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 a small bloke, but um, no, I mean, I think I think personally, I think Usyk at the minute looks looks my tip to beat Tyson Fury, despite despite the the height difference. I think just I just think he's a better boxer, and Tyson just looked so ridiculously slow, which I'm not sure is due to his his old age or his um, lack of training. You never really know. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It will be fascinating to see how that all develops going into the new year. Mm. Um, but it's just almost a little bit unnerving, isn't it, to see the fight go out oftentimes as well, because it seems like in boxing, if, if you don't get the fight go how you plan, then you lose type thing. You know what I mean? Like you, I think that's rare. You see a favourite sort of come into a fight, kind of get battered, but still somehow win. Okay, I think back... Mm. Back a while, you think like, to like Joshua and um, Joshua and and Klitschko, for example, right? It was like everyone Klitschko was favoured, and Joshua came in. And the big surprise was Joshua in the fight, and now you're having a whole new conversation with this one. It's not quite that because obviously Fury still won the fight, he's still at the belts, he's still in theory on track to to go into this unification fight. But it's just it's just going to be interesting to see how that influences the talk and the buzz and everything around around the whole the whole landscape. And and, and again, maybe. maybe the, the truth of it is here we're 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 seeing a, a benefit of the fact there aren't 
a long line of heavyweights waiting to to pop up. I mean, you know, yeah. Joshua and Joshua and Wilder are, are they are they even still in the sport? I mean, it's wild, <laughs> mate. The thing is, I, I like you say that, and I agree with you, but I I do think personally, I'm more interested in Fu- uh, in AJ versus Wilder than I am Fury versus Usyk. Pure, purely because on I I think there'd be a bit more fireworks in that. I think Tyson Fury and Usyk with all the belts on the line would be a little bit more. Obviously, it'd be massive, but I mean, I'd love to tune into a bit of AJV Wilder oh, at the minute. It's why with Usyk you don't see, you don't get a lot of noise out of him. And I should imagine Tyson Fury has, has, I think at the very least, had some of the shine come off of the noise he normally makes before fights. Absolutely. I think, I think that it's a win on his record. But I think in terms of the the sort of the. Um, the sort of constructed image that has been made and carefully crafted over the last few years, especially, I think that's taken a real knot. Mm, no, absolutely. And it's, Maybe it's, in a couple not... months we'll forget, but it, it it was pretty pretty marginal to say the least. Yeah, yeah I, I think there will be that factor of everyone's just going to see it as a win, and and they shouldn't, but they will sort of forget how terribly looked, you know. Hmm. But um, I, I think you're absolutely right, mate. I think it's it's becoming close to the time now where Fury's given so much chat and l- not much to back it up in recent years that actually, what do you trust him anymore? You know, usually you just you'd hear his mental comment, you'd think, oh yeah, he'd, he'd go and do that. But then, but nowadays you're sort of really doubting whether he's actually got the ability anymore. Not not taken away from the fact that I'd still think his personality's class of boxing, you know. I think it's I think it is a huge part of what makes it all worth watching, quite honestly. Mm. I'm a fighting man. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> precisely. The whole the whole atmosphere around it is is good, but he did look he did look bad on um mm. on Saturday. And uh, oh speaking speaking of looking bad, mate, do you watch the uh, Manchester Derby? I thought you were going to bring up Chelsea, but yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, we just sort of ignore the West Ham and Chelsea results from the weekend and <laughs> move on to yeah, our I'm other topics. I'm keen to ignore sending a, uh, sending the keeper up to grab a point against Brentford at yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mate, um, I didn't watch a huge amount, although I did watch the highlights and I saw Haaland's, uh, Haaland's celebrations were a little bit animated for the big man. They were, yeah. But um, I did enjoy the city chance for once of yeah. uh, Old Trafford's falling down. That was quite amusing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, to be fair. It is, but, mate. You know, it's, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, mate, I, 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 the, the sort of fuss and noise around the Manchester United ownership situation has been ongoing for a long, long time. Mm. At some point, right, if you are a multi-billionaire, right? Yeah. Why would you bother continuing to own Manchester United in the way that it's being owned right now? I think they're having a laugh, mate. Do you reckon? Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe they're like <laughs> not really fans and they just think it's hilarious. Yeah, they, they, I, mean, I, I think they're just trying to grind them down into the dirt, really. <laughs> and because I, I think the fact that United are actually a, quite, a, a pretty decent club is like holding them up at the minute, you know? <laughs> the glazed it's, it's just, it's just hilarious because because it's it seems to me that no matter, there's nothing they could do to devalue the club. No, right? I know. Like the value of the club just keeps increasing according to every yeah. everyone involved yeah. and in the know in all these situations to do with the sale. And you're sitting there and you're like, well, 
surely Man United is more valuable 10 years ago than it is now. But no, it's because the global land keeps growing and and, and for whatever reason, it, it keeps being propped up. It is incredible to me that they're still around. No, 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 not, not around, just like still of such big proportion. It's like, just wild. I mean, because I said like, I, I would have thought if I had that much money, I, I just couldn't be fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like if I had the money to own... Yeah, and bearing in mind, it's not like he's a boyhood Manchester United fan. It wouldn't be like me owning West Ham, where I'm going to convince myself that I've got the club's best interest and I know what I'm doing and I can turn things around or anything. It's, like, it's bizarre that he's he's they 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 took it over as a commercial venture. Surely, at some point, you've got enough money where when a commercial venture is going so poorly and giving you such a headache, you just sort of go, "Well, fuck this! I'm I'm going to piss off to a beach somewhere." No, yeah. <laughs> There's no, there's no other reason for those lads staying in other than just to keep annoying fans. I mean, literally, <laughs> you, you, you're at that point where you're sort of sat there going, like, well, maybe that's what it is, because there's no plausible reason why they're still right. owning Manchester United Football Club, because the the money right. being offered for it is extortionate. Now, okay, fine. According to some estimates, they might, they should be able to get more based on how much other clubs are sold or blah blah blah. But they still have like eight billion pounds offered. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you can't help but sit there going, well, what are they getting out of Manchester United Football Club? Seriously. No, mate, it's there, there's no plausible reason. <laughs> like there's Goldbridge releases a video every day. Like literally every week saying <laughs> out, oh, Glazer's out, mate. Glazer's out. <laughs> yeah. And and in fairness, I think some of the Manchester United fans are unbelievably fickle in how they talk about the Glazers. I mean, you know, it's oh, we'll spend seven hundred million pounds on players in five years, but as soon as it goes ever so slightly, oh, Glazers, mate, this is the Glazers' fault. Get them out, get them out. You know, so I don't quite understand some of the angst and irritation mm. um, that exists because, mm. you know, like I can speak from 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 a West Ham perspective on this because we we've also had owners that have had a quite controversial. Um, and tumultuous journey at the club. The the thing that got the most hate was the stadium move and the fact they wouldn't shut up. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they felt some need and desire to permanently insert themselves into the runnings of the football club publicly, which nobody was asking for and no owners do. Right? It wasn't necessarily the same problems to do with with money. Manchester United fans have this ongoing thing of well, the Glazers won't spend any money. Well, they do actually. They, they they do time and time again, they, and they seem to basically have a back have a backroom position of well, we'll let the manager do what he wants with it. So I don't really understand some of the hatred. Right, Mate, um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Like, like I, I hear a lot of abuse towards them, but like when you look back and like often, often owners are criticised for not paying enough money. Yeah. But as you said, that's not a problem at all. And like I'm struggling to think of a genuine moment where, like, what have they what have they done wrong? <laughs> Well, I said, Other so, than... so I, I, maybe, and I know there was a lot of stuff that went on with, with the original buying of the club and um, and the early, early phase of that. So maybe a lot of this is that amongst the hardcore supporters, there is that sort of underlying ongoing hatred that's never gone away. But you see these very sort of transparent, been supporting the club for five, six, seven years type fans saying Glazers yeah. out. And you, you can't help but sit there and go, well, hang on, mate. What have they done in the last five years? that's wrong mm. seriously and and so it, it's where again though but again like that it goes back to the point so if you're the glazers and, and i'd say for five years six years seven years they've 
They've operated a football club as it should be run. And they've backed the manager tremendously, despite not yeah. seeing a return on that investment for the most part. You know, why are they still doing it? Mm. They can't like, enjoy they're, it. They're, they're, yeah, they, they've done they've done a lot of things right, and they are receiving so much hate from the fan base. So cool. uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it to be honest. Any uh, anything, I'd, I'd I'd pay anything to see Goldbridge angry. Anything to do with Man United, but um, mm. yeah. So if, from my opinion, the Glazers can stay in, mate. But um, no, like you, you talk about like the managers they've got in, a lot of pretty decent recruitments that just haven't haven't gone that well. All I'd say is maybe their 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 signings haven't been haven't been that good, have they? Right. I mean, the Glazers have given them all the money, but the the main thing about United is some of the players, not 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 necessarily quality of them, but like there's so many just such bad nuts in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. so many terrible blokes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I wouldn't say that's the fault of the fault of the Glazers, but no, it's translating very poorly on the field too. I mean, it, it's, it is shocking to see how much better Man City were on the day, really. Um, mm. And and classic manager, you know, he comes off and he starts moaning about a penalty that changed the game, and it's like, yeah, but mm. yeah, mate, I I, I I I didn't watch a huge amount, but the there's a there was a big up, um, you know. A big lash from uh from Genev, you know, speaking his words of wisdom, and Roy Keane. But uh, it's they've been saying it for years, and I just don't. I'm, I'm also almost beginning to lose care for United, to be honest. Well, it's 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 just hard not to have it become background noise at some point. And I, I don't mean that as a as a, a diss in any way to the Man United fans, but it, it it just strikes us as like a well, okay, you want the Glazers out, fair enough. What are they doing wrong right now? Do you know what I mean? And that's that's what it is, really. It's like so. So it sounds like a bunch of entitled people whining about something for the sake of whining about it. Mm. But what it doesn't, what there isn't, is like a okay. Here's what they need to do differently. You know, it's just all you hear is they need to invest in the squad, they need to invest in the stadium, they need to invest in the surrounding, blah blah. blah. Well, it, it kind of seems like a lot of that is happening. Yeah. Right? And maybe there'd be some more money for that if the manager that, you know, in May everyone thought was doing a great job wasn't permanently spending money on people who are shit. Mm. <laughs> Would help, probably. Mate, let's um let's move near near the top of the table. Okay. Uh which which isn't to do with my team or yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um mate. Well, obviously, obviously, we both know Tottenham don't have what it takes to win the Premier League. <laughs> but it's quite an interesting thought on could they? Oh, it's a it's a it's a could fun little, fun little something. game, isn't it? You know. Um, but uh, no, I mean they're not going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts entirely, mate. I mean. No. I I mean Son Son will stop at some point. Madison will stop. I'm pretty sure within the next couple of weeks. No, they'll just they'll just start um, you know, bottling it. Really, Spurs again. <laughs> That's not even it. Like, I, I almost don't even mean that in a like let's all make fun of Tottenham kind of way. Just just more of a like yeah, they don't have the parts to win a league title. Mm. They don't. And then when you get to Christmas and injuries and suspensions and funny things like that start kicking in, they don't have 
the depth and the experience and things like that, I think, to to get through. So it, quite apart from this sort of amusing, well, it's Tottenham Hotspur, who, you know, I, I think as well, there's, there's actually like a legitimate argument of, okay, it's not a bad team, but it's not going to last. It's the exact same thing that happened with Arsenal yeah. in, last season. Is their first 11 on their day good enough to win a league title? Yes. Which is why at the point the World Cup kicked in, they were up the top. They were still up the top in the January, February, March, with that kind of time. And then things just started going a little bit wrong. You know, the pressure ramped up. Some of those key players stopped performing. They didn't have other guys to, to turn to, a couple of injuries. And then it was sort of like, ah, well, kind of from a title race that was going to be close, but Arsenal were controlling it. We've gone to City have won the league quite comfortably. So... Mm. Um, it's 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 an interesting it's an interestingly similar situation I would say, but but um, that that's a, a long way of saying that the answer is absolutely not. When when you talk about like squads needed to win leagues, just no one comes close to City, mate. They're just on an absolute another another planet. I mean, you could say like Arsenal's just not is a fact. Arsenal's just not in the bracket. <laughs> you know, you got this you yeah. got this bracket about five five clubs just sort of following. City, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and in fairness, and, I think I think ironically, the size of the squad was was one reason why City had struggled um, in the knockout Champions League format just slightly, mm-hmm. is because I think you look at that that team; they got so many players that you like, they almost legitimately don't know what their starting eleven is. Mm-hmm. And so you'd go into those massive crunch time one off games, and it would be, oh, I wonder who Guardiola is going to play today. You know, mate, talk about squad depth. Like, I there's so many clubs, including Chelsea, who would just who, who would do anything for a good number nine, and City have got two probably the two best number nines in the world. It's yeah, it's phenomenal, and it's it's crazy, mate. It's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that like, yeah, it's just mate. Uh, there's so many examples that just prove how ridiculously deep their squad is. I don't know what's going on with Liverpool at the minute, mate. To be honest, I think they're a bit of a a bit of a weird side who I'd sort of tried to forget about and are sort of somehow hanging on despite not really playing their best football at the minute. You know? Well, the interesting thing with Liverpool, there, there was a lot of noise around Liverpool going into the season, was there? I don't think they were really being right. talked about and mentioned a lot in, in those pre-season, oh, I wonder who's going to be up there come the end of the year. But I will say, I like, um, Schlobberschlei was a guy I watched um, a couple of times for Hungary when he played England, I'd seen him play another game and in the Euros and stuff. And he's a he's a good player. He's a really good player, and he's shown it. I think honestly, I, I don't even think they've got the production out of him yet that they will. Um, he's very good. Um, I think Nunes was um, became a little bit of a sort of internet meme last year, so people stopped paying oh, attention to the fact that, that I, he. I'm actually, desperate for him to be trash. But he's actually he, shown some signs. He's isn't he? a dangerous player. Yeah. yeah. No, he is. And in fairness, that's why he was signed for so much money. You know, it's um it's 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 the case in general that when you sign players for that much money, they 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 have something, you know what I mean? And whether or not that translates is interesting to see. Um, but there's a reason. Yeah, it's still like a midrick. <laughs> yeah, but but we'll see, right? You know, like, day. we'll see. Yeah, day. We'll see. Yeah, day. The flashes, the flashes are what make the price a lot of times, mm. right? And Nunez has shown it. And then so again, that situation of, well, he's come along and he's looked a little bit better this year. And, um, you know, again, squad depth, question marks, um, defensively, especially squad depth, question marks. 
but uh, you'd have to say they put their first team out and it still looks dangerous, doesn't it? Absolutely. And also, mate, we're forgetting that so so many of the top teams have got those tough well, less I'm not saying I'm not saying that the, the teams in the Champions League are good at the minute. <laughs> but um like you look at Liverpool's Europa League group and you think they could put out a third team and dominate that uh, that group. So I think so, wouldn't you? But I mean this <laughs> is this is what this is what I, I I'd point to and, and it's it's an interesting one when you when you when you talk about it. You talk about City's squad depth versus versus sort of for, for Liverpool's and, and where that relates to winning the league. If you if you look at the teams they played yesterday, respectively, I'm not saying there are loads of City players, uh, loads of Liverpool players you take in that City team, but you sort of look at it and you go, okay, actually, in fairness, you get, I've got the line I right now. You'd have Alisson over Edison, right? Yeah. Right? That's one. Alexander-Arnold or Walker? Walker, 100%, mate. And then Kanate and Van Dijk. You've got to have at least one of those. Yeah, over. yeah. Owens and Diaz. Probably yeah. Van Dijk and Stones, right? Yeah, I, I'd agree. I don't think Diaz has shown a huge amount of, of late. Liverpool <laughs> played Simicas a left back. So, okay, fair enough. You're not you're not having him. But then yeah. midfield three. Um, City played, I mean, in theory, according to this, they played five midfield players. It was probably more of a 4 4 2 in truth. But Grealish, Silver, Rodri, Foden, City had out. Um, and Liverpool had Salah, Schlobberstein, McAllister, Gravenberg, and, and Jota, who scored. Um, yeah. And then Nunes up top, Haaland up top. So you, you take Haaland, obviously, but I still think Nunes has been very good this year. I don't think yeah. there's much in between those two guys as there was in the past. But you're going to find a way to get Salah in the team, surely. No, oh, no, absolutely. I think... I think and then just I would take as, yeah. you know, dynamism and things like that. So I, I just, just making the point where I think, I think even though we vision City's team being streets ahead of Liverpool's, I still think most people would probably have four Liverpool players in a combined eleven. Yeah, but then it just comes to that question of depth. You know, do they have the ability if they get a couple of, let's say, Schlobberschlag gets injured, mm. yeah, and that's where and, and, that's where and someone like that gets injured, all of a sudden they're in serious trouble. But when you look at their their squad, like that, they I'd say they've got probably the second best squad going around at the minute. Second best eleven, yeah, yeah, second best eleven. Well, I mean, this is where it is incredible, right? City's uh, sorry, Liverpool's bench for their game on Sunday: Joe Gomez, Wataru Endu. Cody Gakpo, right? So, okay, those guys are Premier League players. And then it's Harvey Elliott, Adrian, Joel Matic, Luke Chambers, James McConnell, Cameron Keller. Adrian's I mean, a good player, mate. I don't know how he's still under contract there. He's <laughs> astonishing to me. But um, <clears throat> oh, the, mate, point, that, the, point, the point being, right, it's not very good. No. So, good point, mate. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same interesting thing. The depth versus the quality is is an interesting dynamic. And you know, maybe it's Guardiola, maybe it's City, maybe it's the allure of sort of guaranteed trophies. But Manchester City have a, have a way of getting and keeping players to be able to have the quality and the depth, which is just phenomenal. Yeah, a bit of a spanner in the works there, really, mate. Yeah, it could be a bit of a spanner in the works, mate. If you, if you think of it like that, mate. Can we just can we just quickly talk about the 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 absolute, you know, I can't even think of a superlative for this one, but just how many horrendous teams there are in the Champions League this year? 
Like I I I don't care about it. <laughs> Might be because Chelsea aren't in it. But I, I used to mm-hmm. I remember I remember the days where you'd literally watch some of the really big games Tuesday, Wednesday nights. And I mean, it's not it's not, you know, the group stage is is I know, I know, but like but when you take the sheer number of horrendous teams, like there's there's at least two sides per group other than other than Newcastle's group, which yeah, you know, yeah. Usually, usually you got a few, a couple of good third and fourth players uh, pots in there, you know. But it just feels like this year. I don't know if it's just because the England cohort is looks a little bit weird having Newcastle in it and and uh, United in it maybe. But I, I just I, I'm looking around and I I just feel like it should be so much more jam packed with quality than it is. Yeah, I I, I think some of it is how many spots now. Um go to to smaller countries but it, it's probably all i mean it's probably something to do with our english first bias i should i should suspect um because Mate, this, this group of inter milan sociedad red bull salzburg and benfica who are bottom <laughs> <laughs> like that is a, that is a top quality group right there yeah L- let's not forget arsenal sevilla lens and psv god Love to see yeah. a game that great. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take your point. I'll take your point. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know to be, tr- to be truthful with you, mate. Right. I mean, there's a couple of great groups and, and the rest of them are shit. That might be part of the problem. Uh, well, mate, I, I I don't know if you've seen the uh, <laughs> the England cricket results of late. Yeah, don't <laughs> really go into much detail on that, do we? <laughs> but yeah, mate, it's, it's so funny. I heard a point the other day, which was, other countries, like I think, I think it was an Aussie who said it, but um, everyone realizes that when England don't do well, especially in cricket, no one watches. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas it feels in other countries, there's a bit of like support going on to the end. But yeah. in England, mate, I don't reckon anyone is watching the World Cup right well, now. Well, it's that thing of, especially if there's any slight inconvenience. I think English people in general are quite good at making polite excuses. Mm. Uh, even to themselves, essentially, to a degree. And it's that thing of, oh, there's a cricket match on, but oh, I've got to be doing something else. Oh, that's a shame, <laughs> isn't it? And I think as soon as that, like, as soon as that first little little bit goes 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 awry, I think there's that, a slight English trait to, um, oh, well, you know, unfortunately, I've, I'm busy yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, just a bit busy today, really. Not not quite feeling well, yeah. It's also, I will say this. I don't know how the ICC could ever change this now but the fact that the cricket world cup goes on for so fucking long mm. is a real thing they need to have a think about yeah. because the number of games that, that are played putting one a day to me is ridiculous mm. and like it's it's 50 over games it's not like they're quick fire even when you're watching so i, mean, so... I totally agree I, I think you just i think you have i think you do the normal format cut cut like maybe two three four different groups well, probably four, considering how how last sixteen and that works. But um, you know, have four groups, little round robin between them. Qualify for the quarters, semis, go through like that, rather than get everyone to play everyone. Yeah, it's just a little ridiculous. I, I just Maybe. think it's crazy. And I think too, I look at like American football and basketball in the US, and and I'll openly admit to being an invested fan of of both of those sports now. Because mm. what makes it so great is when there are games on, it's like the thing that you're doing. 
you know, everybody's invested, everyone's involved. And part of it is the fact that, like with the NFL, for example, there aren't games every single night of the week. You don't have the constant of that. And uh, it's great. Every, every Sunday, everyone in, in the frat is, is watching football. And part of the reason, American football, is part of the reason is because all the games are on at the same time. Mm. So, and there's this channel that, that, that like cuts in between them and shows you what's going on every game, all the exciting stuff. And it's, and it's great because you just sort of sit there and absorb it all. And, you know, people are gambling, people have got teams they want to win, people have got all this stuff going on, fantasy football, you know, everything, everything, right? And it's just like, it's just funny to me. It's like the cricket haven't tried to make something like that happen. You know, we're like, oh, right. there's three games today and they kind of all overlap because they're one day games. Yeah. So you can kind of pick and choose a little bit and see mm. what's exciting and see what's going on. Because the reality of the situation is, you know, I'm, I, and I said this from my perspective, the games here start at like five, six in the morning. Well, I'm not going to go out of my way to wake up to watch a game like that because the, the problem is, you said it's all day long. And what happens? You wake up at 6 a.m. and, and the team's 100 for five. The game's basically over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's that thing where, like, at least with 2020, there's that electricness of it where, like, no matter what the score is, there's, you're somehow still in the game. Whereas with the 50, 50 over format, you get that sense of like, well, if if you put up less than 200, the game's over because the other team can just play it like it's a test. And then when the ball's yeah, exactly. hard and not moving, you just sort of paddle it around for singles. You know, it's it's that mm. thing of, it's just not a game. And so um, that that's kind of been, been crap. And, and yeah, certainly with the English outlets and everything, as soon as England had done in a tournament, no one gives, gives a toss about the rest of it. You exactly. know, even the, even the Rugby World Cup final, I mean, we haven't even mentioned that and yeah. I'm, I'm sure a big part of it is because you lose the semi and you sort of go right good tournament you know see you in four years <laughs> you <should laughs> yeah, yeah literally forget Mate, the yeah. biggest game that's going to happen is 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 still is still yeah. set, you know mm. mate i like just quickly back to your, your 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 point on 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 the cricket which is i, I dial in for an hour of t20 whereas if i dialed in for an hour of 50 over I know nothing's going to happen, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's it's and it's the same with like, you know, if if England were playing a T twenty at seven p.m. on a, on a night in the summer, mm. you could happily sort of plan your day on. Oh, and then I'll go home and I'll watch the T twenty game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I don't think anyone's ever going to go. Oh, let me mark that day off because I've got to watch the cricket all day. You know. Yeah. We're playing it's Afghanistan in the World Cup, mate. Yeah, God, exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know. Oh, and, and somehow we lost. So it's even better if anyone did did decide to make the decision to to make their day out of that. I mean, I've I've always loved tests because it feels like it just admits that it's going to be slow and no one's actually going to watch. Everyone's just going to sort of go have a few beers. Yeah. You know, come home after a good day out in the sun. Whereas exactly. fifty over feels like a a, a pointlessly long version of a T20, you know? No, indeed. And, and I'd say as well, mate, that the the psyche as a fan when there's a test match on is different too because you feel like you... You, you don't feel like you have to watch every ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think I think somehow with, with one days, you're like, oh, this is it. You know, this is the whole thing. So I've, I've got to watch if I'm... if I'm, Other than if I'm not watching, that's it. I don't really care. The the thing with the test that's good is like you can, you can feel engaged and locked into it from anywhere. You know, yeah. you're, you're watching every... Every hour you, you check in, you watch 10 minutes or, or okay. it's on in the house and you sort of keep wandering in and out or yeah, it feels like on phones, yeah, text, it feels, things like that. There's always, 
that that added layer of element you know we've been out there on the golf course during England tests and you know you're sort of you, you're tracking it all the way and then yeah. you watch it in the bar on the way you know when, when you finished around having a couple of beers so I just I just think that's the thing is that one day for me just just doesn't serve much of a purpose anymore no, um, no I agree with you mate I think test match cricket it's quite cool is actually kind of making a comeback and yeah. I think T20s are I think T20s are brilliant I, I love watching them um, it's interesting because in, in between is yeah in the county format it's 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 getting forgotten like 50 over is becoming a a, a place for the youngsters to get a go for, yeah. for, for counties and it just feels like you're not going to tackle it at that level and it's going to fall apart at international level mm-hmm. and i'm i'm happy i'm i'm happy i just don't it just feels a bit weird all of a sudden you've got such a humongous gap between a t20 and a test yeah like, well, but i'm happy to switch between the two I've got a theory that the reason that the 50 over format exists and, and sort of persists at the top level is because it is the format of cricket that people sort of naturally play at the most grassroots level and at clubs, isn't it, basically? I mean, I, I don't know from, from, from memory, I think it was 50 over cricket games we were playing, but even when I talked to my, to my dad about the cricket he used to play when he was a kid, it was, it was well, one team goes into bat and they can bat until this time. And they could have another hour if they want, type thing. And you know, so it's it it wasn't an over limitation, but it was um it was essentially it was a one-day game and you, you went in and you batted for a certain amount of time and then you try to work out how much you needed to bowl them out in that day. So it was still one day cricket and it had that sort of, you know, those those kind of hundred over, it was around there. And so I think it's just because of that that we 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 made it into the first international short form that kind of people stuck with. But the truth of it is. T20s when you can have four, five, six in a day, it's, a, it's just a superior, more entertaining way of playing the game. Surely, mm, absolutely. Right. Well, we'll um, we'll we'll leave it there, mate. Um, and I think it would be um only right to now move on to a segment that we we said we were going to do every week and and sort of forgot about. Um, there was a big fight on Saturday. Um, and so I was wondering, mate, if you've got any nominees, um. Can't be from that, I suppose, but it, but but from from anyone generally in the world, uh, anyone you you'd like to suggest to to just keep keep rolling with the punches, mate. Oh, you've caught me out there. You you have caught me out. Good one, mate. Oh, mate. Um, who's rolled with the punches this week, or who needs to roll with the punches? You know, <laughs> if you if you had the chance to sit down with them, who would you say, mate, mate? Just, just roll with the punches, mate. I reckon, I reckon the Glazers got to just roll with the punches. <laughs> to, be to be honest, I think the I'm Glazers. Not, I, think, I think to be fair, the Glazers are rolling with the punches pretty fucking well. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm just trying to give them some, some, some much needed support. There are, there are no punches that bother them. They just, they just keep rolling, mate. Mate, they're just rolling without any. They don't care about those punches. But no. yeah, um, mate. I think the only one that properly comes to mind is we've already talked about it. It's uh it's 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 England in the World Cup right now. Yeah. So there's there's not really much else we can say about it. But uh, I I do think that England after their one win from six and uh, a, a, t- a defeat to two tough top uh, opposition in a uh, Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. You know, some yeah. some of the great some of the two great sides to ever grace the sport that we that we so love. So um 
No, I'll, I'll try and think of another in the meantime. But if if we can switch this back to you, you want or, me? Uh, you want me to go with the punch nomination? Um, I did have one that I saw on um, on Twitter, uh, which is a source of a lot of my my interesting information. Very interesting. Um, there was a a woman um, from Taiwan, right, who um, went to the doctor because she had been struggling to sleep for a few days. Um, said that she was starting to hear clicking and rustling in her ears as she was trying to go to sleep. Um, oh God! And um, and anyway, this doctor shoved the little watchy, looky thing down her uh, down her ear. And um, and they saw a spider inside of her ear. That is flames. <laughs> had, a, had a a spider crawling around in her ear canal, and the the like dead exoskeleton that the spider had shed already was blocking her hearing too. Oh, um, nice. So I think what I would say is, um, don't worry about it. You know, don't get stressed. Um, just uh, just roll with the punches on that one. Mate, I, I've actually, I, I've had a situation I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Okay. Um, are you asking I, for advice here? You, you know. Yeah, you know. I am. I am actually. I'm asking for advice, probably from from Pedra, actually. Oh, fair. <laughs> but yeah, y- yourself as well. Um. So, the the other night, you know, had had a good night out, mm-hmm. and um, I was filling up my water bottle. All right. Actually, actually, actually whilst I was doing a, whilst I was doing a wee. And uh, it's one of those one of those uh, ones with the you know the sucky tops. And uh, I went to take off my uh, the, the sucky top of the water bottle and dropped in my uh, my sucky top into the toilet, which was full of my uh, full of my urine. Mm. And um, mm. so uh, so 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 my my sucky top has gone through the uh, through the dishwasher multiple times. However, I still can't quite bring myself. <laughs> <laughs> To, to drinking out of that bottle and i can drink i can drink out the bottle fine it's just just in my head when i think about the you know the motion of uh sucking the water out through that top it's it's quite tough to know what what could be <laughs> indeed mate. what back could be getting picked up i'd like to hear your thoughts on it mate and what would be your plan of action mm. what one might say that's a bit of a uh, spanner in the works there mate mm. yeah <laughs> yeah good one yeah. indeed mate yeah um <laughs> <laughs> well you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of giving out helpful advice mate um best thing i can really tell you in this situation is uh when the uh when the punches come at you in life mate you you've just got to learn how to to roll with them honestly i just gotta learn new ways of rolling no thanks for that mate yeah no um yeah in truth mate um unless the water bottle costs more than about 10 quid i'd probably just bin it yeah <laughs> I mean, because yeah, even though really it's, it's, it's completely clean, nerves. or even better, mate, just give it to someone. Oh yeah, here you go, mate. Nice free bottle. Now I might, yeah. I might uh, put it back in the toilet before I do that. Actually, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, there you go, mate. Have that. Nice taste. No, see, weird, but... I, see, because uh, the thing I, I agree with you is like, if it was, if it was a water bottle that had any particular price attachment to it, such as one of those like clever thermal ones or one of them sport bottles that was a bit more expensive I'd, I'd probably say mate just just roll with the punches and, and get back into it mate you yeah. know um yeah, take yeah. take yeah. the spanner out of the works as it were uh in that situation 
But um, if it's just a generic plastic one, mate, or, or something that was a bit on the cheaper end, I'd, I'd say probably just just move on, mate, get another one. No, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that advice. Um, yeah, no, that was a that was a span in the works for my week, mate. That was that was a big spanner in the works, mate. And um, you know, fair play to you for uh, dealing with it. Mm. Thanks, man. Indeed. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but that story we led about the cat with the loudest purr. Oh yeah. Um, that made it into some further publications in the last week. I thought you were going to say the, the record been broken. I thought. Oh, no, be... mate, can you imagine? Oh. I think I think I heard one the other day. Actually. A cat would probably be actually gutted if you told him he's just been given his certificate and you're going to. Oh, by the way, mate. Some other lads nicked it from you. You know, tough deal. But no, no, I, yeah, I was um, I was looking at I was looking at BBC and Sky News, um, and and it actually um, it, the story came up, which which was interesting because um, we reported it first, mate. Just just want to throw that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurry up, lads. You know, we we were there first, so. Um, mate, yeah. I don't know if you um, I don't know if you saw. <laughs> this is a pretty flare video, actually, but some lads just went down to the beach. And I don't know if you remember our time in Cornwall when we dug that big hole. Um, I wasn't there, so. Oh, it? yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, we did that with uh, with all, all my mates. <laughs> and, I was um, in school already, mate. You remember? Yeah. yeah anyway. My pocket universities. Yeah. Yeah. Started. Yeah. Back, back to that the, holiday. Yeah. Back to the story, mate. Um, yeah. He, so this bloke, these blokes dug a big hole in in the beach and put it on their Instagram story, and it was it was absolutely massive. And then the next day on the news, <laughs> this astrologist is like on the news, like dissecting this 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 hole they've dug, saying <laughs> how it could be this incredible once in a lifetime meteoric event. Oh yes, <laughs> so just filming it, cracking up. Oh, I just love to be involved in something like that. Anyway, yeah. sorry, that was beside the point. Yeah. Yeah, good mate. Good, mate. Um, I've got a little quick topic of a current, very current conversation, which won't be current in a few hours. But right. uh, who who would be your nomination for the Ballon d'Or winner, mate? Um, probably Haaland or or Mbappe. You joking? <laughs> <laughs> what, who'd you have? Messi not in there? <laughs> <laughs> no. I... I, I've never understood this, right? The Ballon d'Or is a fucking individual it's award. Miami, it's an individual award, yeah? Yep, no, no, I'm listening. So it should be given to the player who individually won the World Cup level of play. He didn't, well... Hey, come on, come on, mate. You know, put your on the Who individually reached the highest level of play throughout the entire year. Mm. No? Or would you say, would you would you not say... You know, do, do, do the World Cup weeks carry more weight? You know, do you not do you not think that what yes, Messi did was Mbappe not better at the World Cup than Messi as an individual player? He didn't win the World Cup, mate. You know, things, no, his, these... his team, his team didn't win the World Cup. Hey, 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 mate, <laughs> uh-huh. mate. Sports, sports are based on who wins. All right, and that's that's a fact. And it's Mbappe, an individual award. Yeah, I don't think Mbappe will be remembered. Oh, mate, great, great. Great World Cup out in 2022, mate. Well done. Didn't he? Really didn't well he break? Done. Didn't he break the record for most goals in a World Cup? Yeah, that doesn't bother me, mate, because he uh, he didn't win <laughs> the World Cup, and um, Messi did. <laughs> and mate, yeah. I, I get that Haaland's done it all year on, in the Premier League, but um, and, and won the Champions League. 
Yeah, 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 and 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 the FA Cup, but no, League Cup. I don't know, one of the two. But did he did it? Did he do it, mate? For for a few weeks in Qatar. That's the question. He didn't. He bloody wasn't there. All right. <laughs> well, well, that's his fault, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It is actually. Because <laughs> good player that's like Messi will lead the World Cup. Well, that's the exact thing I'd say. Is how are you going to say that Messi was better than Haaland because of the World Cup when Haaland wasn't even able to play in it? Well, mate, if he'd been good. He'd have got his team to the World Cup. Well, you know? yeah, but that was and in maybe, previous years. So maybe we'd be thinking about Harley gets the ball on the door. Maybe, maybe we'd be thinking, you know? No, but mate, I, I just, I, I think, I think it's a ridiculous premise. It's like how Jorginho was in the fucking voting. <laughs> I mean, what surely, surely now he's moved on to Arsenal. You can admit how fucking ridiculous it was that Jorginho came second in the Ballon d'Or votes. <laughs> hey, right? hey, he did it. He, he won us the Champions League. Yeah. No, he didn't win you the Champions League. He happened to be on the team that won it. You know who else was, mate? Emerson. Emerson also won the Champions League and the Euros that year. He yeah, he was in his prime, mate. Months. He was in his prime, you know? But it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Mate, no. But, it's a completely um... flawed premise. It's an individual award. It's the yeah. one thing that, that the Americans have figured out right, actually, is when they give out MVP... The team that you play for does count for something in the sense of, you, you know, if you win the championship and you're the guy that makes it happen, you are more likely to 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 win the award. But they do something, right? They elect their individual award winners before the playoffs have happened. And the reason for that yeah. is that it's specific to, to be, therefore, that the person who played to the highest level individually wins the award i just think it's ridiculous that for, for what he because don't forget how shit he was at psg well not shit but, but like 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 as in don't forget that he very much wasn't a best player in the world for the time he spent at psg in the last year right and yeah. then in the mls mate I, <laughs> he had MLS, good weeks. mls you know these are from your words. You know, you used to say how good the, the football is in America or soccer, you know. I think you could get the tapes back. I think I said it's improving. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I just think the World Cup carries a bit of weight, you know. It doesn't come around that often. No, I agree. I agree. The player, the World Cup is the pinnacle of football, right? 100%. And so the player who reached the highest level at the World Cup should be given a bit of extra weight. But that wasn't messy. <laughs> what do you mean, mate? Mbappe scored eight goals. Yes, I know, mate. But he didn't win the thing, did he? Yes, but because winning is as a team, not as an individual. Yes, I know, but, mate, it's, everyone knows. Like, it's, you're arguing a valid point, but everyone bloody knows, all right, that if you win the World Cup, no, no, no. If you play well, and if you, if you play well and you don't win the World Cup, it's it's almost pointless. You know, it's it's pointless because in football, the pinnacle of of achievements are team achievements, right? That's why Harry yeah. Kane could win all the Golden Boots and PFA Player of the Years, whatever. But until he wins a team trophy, he doesn't feel like his career's come to anything. But that is the no. exact thing that I'd say is is if some if Harry Kane had decided to stay at Tottenham. Would that have permanently discounted him from the discussions of any individual accolade just because Man City won the league? No, 
And that doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. You know, if, 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 if just say, mate, just say that somebody, you know, an average club, not, we won't say West Ham because that'll sound like the whole point I'm making, but say Everton in the next two years produce someone who is very clearly one of the best players in the world, right? Out yeah. of the academy. And he's a boy at Everton fan. He only wants to play for Everton, right? But like when he plays for England, he's, he's clearly up there as one of the best players in the world. You, you're telling me you would discount him from all the individual awards just because he's still playing for Everton and he's not winning trophies? Yeah, well, good point, mate. <laughs> right, brilliant. Right. <laughs> on, that, on, that, on that brilliant note of debate and discussion, we'll, uh, we'll call it wraps for this week, I think. <laughs> yeah, keen. <laughs> yeah, uh, good mate. point, mate. Yeah, Wait, I, right. I, the funny thing is, I sort of missed a vital bit of information in your in your question. No, I could tell sort the of... blank stare on your face was like, yeah, he's like, he hasn't even listened to that. So brilliant. Yeah. I was thinking, what's the best way to reply to this? Considering I've got no idea what he's asking yeah. me. Oh, okay. Well, just in case the listeners are getting as bored as you are, mate, we'll uh, we'll call it wraps for this week, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll <laughs> say see you again soon. Um, we'll see you again every Monday. Episodes coming out. Watch out for that Monday night in the UK. Very late probably Tuesday morning and then the uh, US and the rest of the world check out uh, Monday afternoon and evening for, for the new episodes out weekly and they will be out weekly on a regular basis now glad to report that um, we've, we've done enough messing around with the podcast powers yeah. and we are, we've figured out what we're doing a weekly uh, basis for the next two weeks indeed indeed yeah 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 uh, please please uh, share this with your friends with your mates uh, five star reviews where you can uh, we appreciate it very heavily follow us on the socials I'm not sure there's much good content on there coming out at the, the current moment, but there will be. So, no, so not, not currently. <laughs> no, no, there's been much recently, but there will be, trust me. So um, yeah, brilliant. Well, on that, we'll um, we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, cheers, mate. Cheers, lads. Good point. Yeah, mate. cheers. Thank yeah, you. cheers, cheers, lads. Yeah, great cheers, point. Mate. Yeah, cheers. Great point. Great point. Yeah, yeah cheers. Cheers, mate. Real spanner in the world. Mm, roll roll with the mate. Mate, you need to roll with the punches. Cheers. Yeah, mate. cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. Yeah. Bye.